It's the Vibe Show Podcast with your boy Kano the Don, the Vibe King. And man, let me tell you something. I told y'all I had something special for y'all. I told y'all. Man, right now, man, joining us on the show, we have a legend. This man has delivered us over a decade of classics, man. This man introduced us to Trina, man. I'm talking about legendary OG Trick Daddy. What it do? What they do, man. I just want to thank you so much, man, for taking time out your busy schedule to, to, to hang out with us for a little bit. Yeah, man, just doing my thing. I was just, I put a call a bit earlier. I was at the game and I was tired. I was tired of <laughs> Man, it's all good. We got you on here now, so we ain't even worried about it, man. We're gonna go ahead and jump on into it, man, because I know you got a lot going on. Um. Now you 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 originally from um from Miami, Florida, right? Born, born, bred, raised. Now you know what I I wanted to ask you too, man. That's that's amazing. How was it growing up in a household with ten brothers and sisters? How was that? Oh uh, man, you remember I said I was one of them perform one no more covers. <laughs> you know, what I mean? you know, we call the covers the blankets. And the yeah, so yeah. I but it's like, you know, we had, it was crazy because we grew up in a poker We had uh, two addresses, but two back doors and one front door. Wow. So they had to put two project houses together and knock a hole through the wall to make the other half of the, uh, the project turn into two, two addresses. And that still wasn't enough bids for us. Wow. But, you know, if it wasn't for welfare, you know, everybody down, down talking, you know, trying to, and try to shame people that grew up on welfare, people that receive food stamps for assisted living. Um, if it wasn't for that, I don't know how we would have ate back in the day. So I appreciate those little food stamps and welfare. And I think the government needs to, you know, help our people because we, when we went to other countries, I travel across the world, I, there ain't many people that live in poverty that ain't. These low income houses, there ain't many people sick like it is in our country. Right. So uh, when I when I remember taking it back to the to the you know say the eighties and the nineties, we we are very much appreciated all the help we could get from the food, the welfare, the summer programs. You know, you going to eat the summer lunches. Yeah, I remember that at the park and doing all those things. You know, I grew up in a real struggle, man. When, when you when I, I, when I when I tell you I grew up around all this water and I can't swim, I had time to swim. So. <laughs> I was always I was busy surviving. Right, right, man. How, how does it feel? Like man, like you 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 got in the game at a real real early age, and to still stand the test of time and still be relevant because not only were you, you know, are you an OG in the game, but, you know, and it's a lot of OGs in the game that's not relevant right now today. How does it... I, I, I mean, for all, first of all, for any OGs in the game, there's different... There's di- I almost ran this dude over. <laughs> but you don't get your, your ass from behind my cop, boy. 
man. I'm going to raise old lady, old lady, husband, you know what I'd have been too long with him. Don't you run him overnight, Timmy. you this do you do you think that um why do you why do you think that the game shifted over and went to to the 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 shining and and you know because we had that shining era but at the same time like you say we don't have a lot of the struggle music nobody's really saying what they're going through it seems like i mean if you would if you would just look at it through music it seems like everybody everybody doing quite well nobody's struggling nobody going through it definitely agree with you on that. You know what
and had platinum albums the last couple of years. That, that includes Iggy Azalea and Cardi B. And a lot of people just don't know that. Everybody's talking who hot. And they pay these guys a extremely lot of money. So a lot of the clubs, a lot of the local people don't really get to reach out and, and, and meet them. There's no more meet and greet, no more record pools, no more... No more signing, no more si- and, artist and, signings or none of that stuff. Right, none of that. There ain't no more posters, no more write-on magazines. There ain't no more skips on the album where uh, the commercials on the album where people need to buy the album and read and see who's featured and go to that song to hear the song. You know what I'm saying? And right. it's like, it's like nowadays it's like, okay, I'm better than you. Oh no, he's not better than me. And everybody everybody has to fall out of beat. And, and, and it was interesting that my um that management was telling me uh, uh about the um doing the interview today for your podcast. He was like, Well, you don't have to worry about this guy. I checked him out. This guy don't get into all the negativity and all the drama. And everything because you know a lot of people that host these podcasts, and host radio shows, they following the ways too. Right. They they want the drip. They want to win. So they want the drip. So uh, now if you have no requirements to be a DJ, all you need to pay a beach headphone and and and, and, and I, 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 I pad or, or an iBook, an iMac Pro, a MacBook Pro or something, and then they say, oh, we DJs, well, right. You're playing the same records on the radio stations that we hear all day in the club. You're not a DJ. DJs break records. DJs right. keep the crowd in the club into it. I don't want you to play the same record every two hours. I just say, oh, man, turn that thing. You just played that. Right, right. You know, it's, it's, it's funny that you say that because... You know, I feel the same way because I, I, you know, I've seen a couple of decades and been around music, you know, growing up on it for a long time. And that that the essence of that is missing out of the game. Do you think that, you know, being that you're in the entertainment business and have been in for quite some time and have seen the errors change? Do you think that this was something that was strategically planned to be this way? Right. Now you know they can take you out together, but they can 
from all the adversity and what you've been through, then you better be ghetto enough to know that you can't do and hang and say the same things you used to do when you didn't have no money. And Absolutely. you want to continue to have some. Right. And, and now it's like, okay, words, uh, people are uh, like, every, everybody dialogues is the same. You know, when, when we drop, you don't know now, I don't think nobody in the country was using the word now. Not at all. In the context in which Miami used the word now. Not at all. But not only that, the sound. Y'all introduced, I, I, y'all introduced yeah, a whole new I was sound. I talking about, but it was what I was saying and how I was saying it. Right. And then the sound was different, too. Y'all introduced a new sound to the game as well. Right. So everything was innovative. It's a totally, totally new sound. And, of course, we are the home, we are the original home of the 808 base. So our music always was intended to move you. Right. Right. Remember in Miami, we got it. We were from... From the 60s on up, there was a dance to any song that was a hot commodity in the urban communities. We got to dance to it. Right. And to this day, we got our own style and own dance. Even when they weren't respecting us, when it was hard for me to do the type of album that I started putting out because they wasn't respecting that coming from us because they expected to hear bass or what they call booty shaking music. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, this this is what I wanted to ask you, too, Trick. Um, now, was... I can't hardly hear you. This is what, this what I wanted to ask you. So, the song that um, that you did with uh, with Luke, the um, the Scared... Scarred. Scarred. The, the Scarred record. Was that was that your first song that you recorded? That's the, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. And it, it, it's funny now about it now because you know it took me a long time to realize I'm famous wow really and the process of doing this God video really prepared me for for, for what I had to endure as an artist signed under Slipper Slide Records wow but Scar was a, was a big record yeah it really was shout out to Uncle Luke for giving me the first opportunity because when nobody believed in me, he allowed me this opportunity to, to be on, on a historical record in which we still talk about today. And this was a 96 record. Right. Right. And after that, that's when um, you... So how did you, how did you transition into actually putting together like the based on a true story album, like was it was it a lot of what is a was it a lot of work as as being at the age I, that you was? I think we would work more. I think we would work more. Okay, I used to start as a core with Buddy Rose. Buddy Rose was was my my rap partner. We was in between names, like group names or whatever. But Buddy Rose was was uh invited into the center of penitentiary for the second time when we were halfway through the album. So I had to finish it myself. Oh, okay. So when when you when you put that album together and you had to finish it up alone, how how did you make the transition like actually starting to perform for massive amounts of 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 uh crowds? I, because all right, because okay, for one, I 
I had to hold it down for Buddy Roy. I was divorced. I had just lost my brother. I had just gotten out of uh, penitentiary for being there twice before the age of 17. I lost a lot of friends, and I, I got out not knowing what I was going to do, not having nowhere to stay, and ended up bouncing back to the point where I was even able to buy clothes and transportation for myself. From that to the fact that knowing that I had to ride and keep Buddy Rose's legacy alive so the album made sense the whole while so the people understand our relationship and what type of person I am. And after a while, it became, if you're from Miami or you're from the family, you don't make sure they kill yourself. Right. Wow. With 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 the success, we're coming from we're coming from nothing and making a way for yourself. How 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 did 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 all of the, the fame and everything that came came with it or whatever, like did did you did you did it take you a while to adjust to that? Nah, I I, I, I we, we we were bad we were big and bad in the streets, my family were. So I was used to, to all these things. What, made, what, what, what I never adjusted to was the fact that I kept it so real that I think it hurt me in a long run. For example, my first million dollar check, I busted down with everybody that, that helped me get to that point, right? Right. And instead of 1099 and everybody else, I left all the taxes on myself. Oh, wow. And was penalized for that. Had to pay over twenty times more than it really was supposed to be. Right. Wow. Man, that was that was that that that's some information, man. Like your first million dollar check, you broke bread with everybody that helped you get to where you was. That's why I'm able to walk around, go to the go to the driver license, the grocery store, the movie, the gas station, because. I'm respected. You'd rather be respected than feared. And you know what? You want you one of the you one of the only ones, man, that and it's a few, but you I know personally because like I say, I've been a fan of yours since you first came out. And you 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 never changed, man. You when the game started uh, changing and people started, you know, acting a certain type of way and changing up and you never changed, man. You 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 stay rooted. How did you how, how did you um you meet Trina? Did she did what was she doing music before before you introduced her to the game or
a household name and, and her body was a hot commodity. So anybody with a check would break them bread with Right. And you, you, what were you the one that actually like, like, hey, look, come on, I, I need you to come do this music with me. I can't, I can't hear you. Were you the one that 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 made that change for, like, hey, come on, let's come on, do music with me? Oh yeah, it was, a, it was, a, it was, it was like taking candy from a baby. Cause like I say, like we 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 into music, we into the the dance scene or whatever. And, that was a piece of cake. Get her to understand, okay, we going here tomorrow too. And it's going to take all day. <laughs> right. When y'all, when y'all recorded now, um, like, is that when you first seen Trina's skills then at that point? And I've been no Trina, I've been no Trina skills. All I needed was a big ass mouth. <laughs> So she she um uh, how old was she when when she um when you introduced her to the game? I, I'm not even I'm not even sure. I don't even know how old I was. <laughs> right. So now, when did the Atlantic Records um deal come into position? The Atlantic Records deals came into position after the second album. For the second album. After we got a little buzz off the first album, Atlantic was like, we could do this. Atlantic had a different shit. Hey, you know what I'm talking about? Right. I know I'm on the phone. That's what makes this a real interview. Because I'm talking to your ass. Why I'm doing an interview. <laughs> you shut up, bitch. You when you when when you got the deal with with Atlantic Records, like could could you share with us how how that experience was transitioning yeah, they to a major? Wow! I, yeah, because I was I was doing number. Remember, we was getting money on ringtones, but we was selling five six million ringtones a month. Wow! So you already was you already was getting money before the late before the uh, major deal. So you already was getting um you already was getting a bag before the uh for the major deal. Well no, no, because when you, when you get Atlantic checks, those are different. When you start getting the Atlantic checks, those are the six seven digit checks. Wow. So that's when you dropped um well, well, getting money shit shit. Everybody wrote to the chain game. Right. Right. How many albums you did with Atlantic Records? Uh, six. Six albums. Wow. And all on um, that actually um, when you released "I'm a Thug," that actually hit the bill. That that hit the um the Billboard Hot 100. 
lot of people, you know, it's all type of different sad days. Like, you know, they give people props, props for other things. I don't know. I, I never, I never, I never necessarily did number gave a great music to all my years. I never boast to brag about money. Never be little or, uh, or talk bad about nobody. Right. And they just, they just felt like it was necessary. Like, right. With with being on with being on um a major label like like what 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 was different what was different about it I mean like was this some things that you didn't like or did did how much creative control did you have when when you guys went over there to Atlantic? Uh, uh, oh, I had a lot of creative control because we got to the point where they let me do what I wanted to do and they didn't let me do right right now in today's time would would you would you do another labor deal or or with all the knowledge that you have now i, I, I so will <laughs> uh, yeah any, any bad they got now right so when you got when when you um how was the the joint venture with uh, Cash Money Records? How how was the joint venture with that? How how did that work out? Uh, man, it was, they didn't they didn't have they machine was operating on all cylinders like I needed it to be. Right. So I do want to ask you too: What made you decide? Um, with everything that you've accomplished and all of your accomplishments, your ups, your downs, what made you decide to open up, um, open up your life to reality TV as far as like your personal situations and stuff like that? Because I have no shame. Right. I will talk about any problems in any situation to you and anybody else. I have no shame from day one. Right. You know, I I wondered that too because I never um I never pictured you doing a reality show, but when I watch it and I look at it, you're still trick daddy. It's like right. it's you know what I mean, right. and that's what make me like it because I'm like, cause at first I was like, cause I'm a fan. I'm like, man, nah, man, not trick, man. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? But then when I seen it, I was like. Hey, a trick being tricked on there. He ain't acting all brand new and right, acting all. Right. Fun, you know what I mean? Like you, you really being you, like how you are every day. So I thought that was real dope. And to me, it's 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 one of the shows that's that you know you're actually one of the ones out of a lot of reality shows that's really just being themselves. You know what I'm saying? Not not doing too much, but being you. Man, I got, listen, I'm going to always be me, and whoever don't like it, oh well, like, I'm going to always be me. The only difference from my Kool-Aid and yours, mine going to be a little darker, a little sweeter, and I'm going to add me two lemons to it. <laughs> what, can we, what can we expect from you um, in the future? Can we expect another yeah. album? Well, the rest, yeah, of course. Me and Buddy Roy are working on a mixtape right now. Me and Buddy Roy and Mike Smith. The, the restaurant is almost completed. It's called Sunday Petery. That's in Lake Lucerne on 207 and 27. And I will forever be 
the CEO and president and founder of the Eddie Booty Game. <laughs> <laughs> My dog, man, for real. Okay, if anybody if anybody wanted to 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 work with you or to get some production from you or get some advice because you you real active in the community as well. Um, could you put your social platforms out there? Yeah, my my Instagram is Trick Daddy Dollars with one word. That's Trick as a prostitute, Daddy as in War Daddy, and Dollars as in more than one dollar. Trick Daddy Dollars at Instagram and at uh, Facebook is Maurice Trick Daddy Young. On Twitter, I'm three hundred five mail. I got a contact person on my ID for anybody for any questions, features, bookings. And other than that, man, I appreciate you having me on the show today, man. And much success to what you got going on. Absolutely. Look, whenever you um, I just need one favor from you, man. Whenever y'all get ready to drop that project, could you come back on here, man, to um promote it, man, and talk about it? Okay, no problem. I appreciate it, man. It's the Vibe Show Podcast with your boy Kano the Don and my special guest, OG Trick Daddy. We out.